Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to Spa. We tell true stories. We tell them live. And we tell them all across the UK. This story, the first of two, was told by Michael McKeithry. Where the theme was the person in the mirror. I never forget the day I heard the sound of a Massey Ferguson 135 for the first time. I was licking my plate when my neighbour Paddy came up the lane to lift me from a first day's work. In true Gaelic fashion, my elderly neighbours who didn't have any kids of their own decided they would look out for the, their young neighbours and take the oldest boy on board. So my father lifted me, sat me up in the tractor on a lambskin, and then I fell asleep. And I didn't wake up until we got to the mountain. The Moorn Mountains, they're like a dream. When you wake up and open your eyes and smell the heather, dragonflies darting around, mountain trout in the streams, the smell of sheep shed, it really sticks in your mind. And I knew from that moment I was a farmer. I was born to be a farmer. So we counted the sheep. Got back in the tractor, I fell asleep again, woke up at home. And really, the next few years kind of just drifted by. By the time I was 10, I was doing the work of a man. When it rained, we would stay in the house and watch westerns, so it wasn't all hard work. John Wayne, Clint Eastwood, Dean Martin, Lee Van Cleef, Jimmy Stewart, Belfast's very own Stephen Boyd. And I thought, well, if farming doesn't work out, I can diversify a little, I can be a cowboy. <laughs> so I got to the age of 12, my mother said, there's no money in the farming, you're going to have to work a bit harder at school, we're sending you to a grammar school. Went to St. Coleman's, Newry, County Down, and I hated it. I absolutely hated it. It just, it wasn't right, it didn't fit, it wasn't natural. But I was a good boy, a good son, I worked hard, tried my best, struggled through to 18 and said, right, I said, I can't do it anymore. And I served my time as a plasterer. Got quite good at it. Thought for a while, yeah, 
I could be defined as a plasterer, a master tradesman. Years passed by very quickly, bought a house, got a mortgage. You have to work, you have to make money, you do what you have to do. And in 2012, I ended up in London. And I was working with this guy from Port Leash, and you talk about storytellers. This guy would never shut his fucking mouth, Jesus Christ. Every day, story after story. But one day he said to me, you know what, Mick? When you come to London, you can reinvent yourself. And I thought, that's a really profound statement to make for a fucking slabber. But I thought about it, and it resonated with me. And two years, three years later, I started trying new things. I became a yoga, a certified yoga teacher, but I knew it wasn't for me. And then I started training to be an actor. And I thought, just maybe, just maybe one day, if I can't actually be a farmer or be a cowboy, I'll maybe do it on stage. Thank you. This next story is told by Bruna Skarika. At the same night at the Hackney Picture House. Firstly, this is going to be longer than five minutes, so don't bother with the lights. <laughs> My name is Bruna, and uh, I'm going through an existential crisis, and I'm a banker. This is my city outfit. I actually do have separate sections in my closet for going out and for working. I actually got an offer for a PhD today, which is really weird because it's something that I really wanted to do forever. And since I was a kid, I always imagined I'd do it. The problem is, you see, that the offer for the PhD is in Croatia, where I'm originally from. And when I lived in Croatia, and that was like three years ago, I did my high school there, undergrad there, I was a profoundly miserable person. I was, like, I don't remember a period of my life when I lived there when I felt happy. Like, I, li I came from a very small town. Very, like, if you ever saw Desperate Housewives and, like, the Vesteria Lane, that's where I came from. Like, everyone knows each other, everyone gossips about one another. And I was a kid that read a lot, listened to a lot of music. Yes, I'm the cliched person who found herself in Bob Dylan's records and found herself in music and wants to tattoo a violin key because, you know, she's so profound. That was me. And I always thought, you know, when I go to Zagreb, which is the capital of Croatia, so you're getting a bit of education here as well, when I go to college, things are going to change. And for most people, in TV shows and movies, they do change. But they didn't change for me. I was equally miserable. And I was surrounded with, like, I, I had friends, but I was just surrounded with people that I wasn't happy being surrounded with. And then it came to me, okay, you've always been obsessed with UK. You've always liked, I've, I I've always loved the Smiths. I had this thing, like, I, I know, I'm a cliche, I'm sorry. And I thought, you know what? I have to go to London, because when I go to London, that's where my people are. There, I'm going to be happy. And so in my second year at undergrad, and I did economics, I decided, and I studied at a really crappy university in Croatia. It, it wasn't by choice. I'm from Croatia. All universities are kind of crappy there. We have great coast. Come visit. Don't go study there. 
And I thought, okay, I am going to be the most amazing student at this university that ever was. I'll write paper. I'll be a TA. I'll be the most amazing self that I can be. I won't go out. I won't have boyfriends. I won't date. And I'll do my master's degree at LSE. Lo and behold, a couple of nervous breakdowns later, two years ago, I'm at LSE. And you would think life is peachy. And actually, it kind of was. I was in an intellectually stimulative environment. I was with people that I felt are very similar to me. Not a lot of Smith fans at LSE, though. I'm just warning you. Just really not a lot in the city in general. And I thought, yeah, this is it. This is finally it. One of my friends from high school, actually, and today I reminded her of this. She said, you know what? If you go to London, because I just kept going on and on about how my life is going to get so much better when I go to London. She said, you know what? If you actually make it to London and you're depressed, like, again, I'm just going to give up on life. Like, I'm not going to even bother trying. And so basically, when I was at the LSE, I felt like I finally made it. Life was good. And also, like, I have to mention, this is quite an important part of the story. I did start dating while I was at the LSE, and I had a boyfriend. And like overall, I was just really generally happy. But then again, like May and June came, and since I'm Croatian, and you know, you guys are kind of racist, I wasn't allowed to stay and work here, and I had to try really, really hard to get a job. So I was quite depressed and stressed because I thought, oh my God, I have to get a job here, I have to get a job, I can't go back to Croatia, I can't go back. And then basically what happened, lo and behold, I actually got a job. And I started working, and basically I realized slowly, and this has been going on for a year, my relationship with my boyfriend dissolved. And I'm just going to make a little bit of a side note here, because I feel like this is something that I have to say. When I was in high school, my favorite British artist by a mile was Amy Winehouse. I was like an Amy Winehouse super fan. I knew if you guys saw the documentary and you went out of the cinema surprised, thinking, oh my god, I never knew that about Amy. I never saw this. I did. And I thought when I was like 16, I thought, oh my God, I wish that one day I can have that kind of a love that she's singing about, even if it comes with a breakup. Like, I really wish I could have that kind of a love. I was a complete idiot. So that happened. The break, the back to black breakup happened. All of my close friends from LSE started moving away. I was kind of unhappy with my job because I'm not the kind of person who, you know, proliferates in the private sector. I wanted to do a PhD. And all of a sudden, I found myself being completely miserable all over again. And now, today, right before I'm supposed to come to this weird hackney event about storytelling and my own identity, I basically get an email from my old TA in Croatia saying that she has an opening and that I can do a PhD with her. I'm like, wow. <laughs> so after all this time and after all this effort, to come here, to find myself, to find my happiness, I'm actually seriously standing at a stage in Hackney thinking that maybe, maybe what's going to make me happy now is going back. And that is really weird. And I mean, most of you here by the accent, you know, you're, I think you're British. When you're a foreigner in this country, unlike what Nigel Farage thinks, <laughs> life is not good. I mean, I've lived here for three years. 
today and it does today was a bizarre day i was in the shower and i actually felt like i had a lump under my breast i think it was a false alarm i hope so and i basically thought to myself like i literally have no idea who to turn to do i have a gp do i have healthcare in this country i just go to croatia every three months and i get my feet done literally i had to put down an emergency contact at my new job and i put down people in croatia like it's really not easy making a life for yourself in a completely new place. And I wish, you know, someone told me that when I was back home because then maybe I think I would have tried harder to work on myself and to find myself and my happiness where I was instead of trying to chase some sort of a life that I felt was somewhere else where it kind of turns out it wasn't. So that's it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>